Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. What a, what a game last night. By the way, can I just tell you, this music is so good. Because yeah. Key's out in L.A. right now, uh, in, out in Vegas, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. for the NFL draft. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Key, how many people are coming through the hotel lobby after hearing this song in the clubs right now? <laughs> hey, I, I'm just, she's, it's ridiculous, right? I mean, I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, it's ridiculous. I'm walking through the lobby, trying to get through the lobby nice and healthy. The whole deal, going to work early in the morning. And people look interesting, I must say. No, I'm not interested. I am on my way to work. Leave me alone. That is my. That is basically the way that I've approached it. Because I'm like, no, I'm not interested. I want to go about my business. You have to understand, though. And if you tell someone you're on your way to work at 2 in the morning, which is what they're thinking, what kind of work are you going to They're thinking you are about your business. It's just another business. They're making reasonable assumptions about your job. (laughs) It's 2 in the morning. Who's who's just getting to work at 2 in the morning? I'm, I'm just... I'm just working, Max, man. I'm doing whatever they tell me to do. That's right. Oh, Lord. Nothing but a word. Ja's working. Ja is working. You know, I'm doing uh, this just in yesterday and and prepping for the show. We're talking about, like, like we do this thing, Max Facts, right? What do I think is going to happen the next day? I'm like, we're debating. Like, I I know Ja's going to have a big game. But should I? is it going to be a signature moment or is he going to go for 30? (laughs) Literally, I'm thinking, going back and forth. And I wind up saying he, he did both. And it wasn't just a signature moment. It was signature moments. It's the dunk. It's the three. It's the layup at the end of the game. This dude is unbelievable. Well, first off, anybody out there who wants to challenge me on this, please do so. I think it's the best dunk I've seen in NBA playoff history. History. It's on Malik Beasley, 6'4". He drives down the lane. He takes off two feet from the third stripe. And cocks it back. The cock back. The, the, insane, the, yeah. the, the cock back is the one that makes it different, man, because he leans into it, but he brings the ball down by his waist almost and leans on it and then rocks on it. And then the stare and the, you know, everybody's doing this thing now where they put the hand all the way down to the ground, calling you like a little mouse in the house. It's the whole energy around it. I mean, other than, look, Scotty had a great dunk against, you know, Patrick Ewing. Kobe had a great reverse windmill. Sean Kemp had a big time one. Um, John Starks on Horace Grant. John Starks. Michael Jordan had one over Patrick Ewing. But I, this might be the greatest dunk I've seen in NBA playoff history. Challenge me. Please, challenge me. Bring it. It's up there, Key. It's up there. The, the, the look of it was unbelievable, right? It's not, now, it's not on someone like Patrick Ewing that's it, or, or, or Horace Grant or someone like that even. But the way it looked was insane. But also, Max, like, I, I'm really worried about Memphis. Obviously, I picked Memphis to get to the NBA Finals. Uh, we're going to see what kind of challenge they have if they're able to get by Minnesota going to play Golden State. But I've now seen Minnesota not know how the hell to close games. Game three, you're up 21 points. Chris Finch has a call, timeout on a 21-0 run. They lose that game. They're the up 11. Got them going. Yeah, they're up last night 11. Yeah. Again, they can't close out games. And then Anthony Edwards, I know it always doesn't come down to one play. But as a young player in the game of basketball, don't going cheat the, the play. Yeah, he's going for the don't steal. Don't go for the steal. That's such a rookie young player mistake. Stay under it. 
and just force Ja to take a really tough shot over your size That's the and layup. your length. That's when he That's went by to the left. But, by the way, that, that kind of obscures the fact that Anthony Edwards just hit a huge three right before that to tie it up. But, but I'm saying, <laughs> I, I, I hear, I, and I'm not taking anything away from Memphis, but what I'm saying is, Memphis is not going to have the same luxury, Max, yeah, in their yeah. next round when they go against Golden State. Because if Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Jordan Poole have a 21-point lead, that lead is going to balloon to 40 points. The history of They're the not going to let that thing go. The history of the league is a young team, first they have to learn how to win. Then they have to learn how to win on the road in the playoffs, right? Step by step, it usually takes a couple years to get there. This Memphis team is so precocious, though, and Ja is so good, you, it has you wondering, like, can they do it right now? I thought he had a chance to be finals MVP this year, Jai. You thought they had a chance to be in the finals. But games like this where it takes everything they have to just get by Memphis, uh, to just get by uh, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, make you wonder what's going to happen as it gets tougher. By the way, you want to hear John in the final bucket? Yeah. Time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here he is. Can you take us through the last play? The- Go get a bucket, Ja. I mean, when that's the, that's the thing about the NBA, Jay. The reason oh, it doesn't just come down to ISO hero ball and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but when you are wondering which team is going to win and you think it's really close, you do ask yourself, who has that guy? Well, who but, has the go-get-a-bucket-jaw guy? So let me give you the difference between the two teams. The play that was drawn up after the timeout was brilliant by Minnesota. It was a back screen. Anthony Edwards dives to the corner. Hits him with a crisp pass, knocks down the big three, right? So a play designed for Anthony Edwards. And then you hear Ja Morant, just go get a bucket, Ja. Flat out ISO, get out of my way, let me do my thing. And it's a hell of a pass by Dylan Brooks and a hell of a play by Ja Morant. It makes, it makes me wonder, though, like if it takes Minnesota 23 turnovers in this game, right? I think it's the second most that they've had in playoff history for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jaws doing incredible things, and I hear Desmond Baines out there like a beast. But, man, like how many things need to go their way in order for them to win these last couple of games this way? Yeah, it's interesting because they went 21-2, and two, whatever it was, without Ja, and they don't have the same kind of winning percentage with him. But I, I guess they're trying to figure out also on the fly, Jay, how to stay a team like a well-oiled machine team, like the guy, like with the teams we've been talking about, the Bulls on, sorry, the, the Heat on defense, the Bucks as a unit, the Celtics, both ends of the floor, right? Can they do that and have an ISO-crazy superhero scorer put them over the top instead of disrupt what the rest of the team does? They're still, to me, a little figuring that out. Agree. And my thing is, you know, look, <laughs> what is it? stupid is as stupid does, like bad teams find ways to lose games. And I'm not saying that Minnesota is a bad team, but it's like the, the lack of experience. Think about this entire playoff series, Max. Carl Anthony Towns staying in the game in the first half in foul trouble. A 21-point lead that's blown, and they go on a 21-0 run. Minnesota doesn't call a timeout. You have a double-digit lead going into the fourth quarter again, and you just can't close this game. Realistically, Minnesota is more talented than Memphis, but Memphis has had a better closer because the opportunities they've been giving by Minnesota down the stretch. Meantime, you want to know how impressive Ja is around the league, right? Here is Eric Spolstra, one of the great coaches in professional team sports, multiple-time champion and basketball fan at the Heat post-game presser. Listen to this. If you want the update, Ja hit a layup to win it. 
got to be kidding me. <laughs> no way. Yes. TD, how come we don't have the TVs on in here? <laughs> I thought this was going overtime for sure. I should have known better. <laughs> should have known better. I did see the highlight of that dunk, though. Hey, so Eric Spolstra, who is probably a top two, top three NBA coach yeah. in the game today. Yeah. Right? You can make an argument that he may be number one. Let's go to the Hall of Fame. Hall yeah. of Famer. Yeah. Right? It's saying, how come we don't have the damn TVs on? Like, that's him wanting to see John Morant It's must-see TV, brother. All the time, yeah. man. Yeah. And then the trash talking, all of it combined, him and Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Like, this is a young rivalry that we have to pay attention to By for years way, to come. Even the description, he had a layup to win it, doesn't do it justice. justice. That's not just a layup. That's like, what he go up in the air, what am I going to do with this? What's the defense going to give me? Because whatever it gives me, I'm going to counter it with something. In order. That, that's why you can give him the ball and say, go get a bucket. Well, he goes up for the bang, like he's yep. going to lean and cock it back again. But then he, he trans. you know, MJ had that kind of dexterity, this is what right? I'm saying. MJ had that dexterity. Dexterity, where he can take the ball in the air, shift it real quick from a different angle, and then the soft lay-in with the left high off the glass in traffic, control of body, and that—that's I can't. That's why everyone talks about Derrick Rose and Russell Westbrook and athletic pointish guards, right? But I've always seen a lot of MJ and Ja with the acrobatics in the air, the way he kind of defies gravity and is able to hang up there. And do, you just said the dexterity to change his mind in the middle and, and do whatever he needs to do. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. A legacy game for a future Hall of Famer. Has it become a legacy series? Keyshawn J. Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. How's Vegas, Key? How's Vegas? How's going to work at 2 in the morning through the lobby in Vegas? I need, uh, well, the real dirt. I need the real stories, Key. No, it's just a lot of people looking to do a lot of different things. That's all. It's not, it's not me going to work. It's just I'm running into a lot of different people. You know, you bumping into people that probably yeah. should be asleep. You know, and, and uh, <laughs> because it's, it's, it's nighttime, first of all. It's not the middle of the day and it's not summer. So they shouldn't be wearing some of the things that they're wearing. But it's Vegas, and you have to know that. And I haven't been to Vegas. Guys, I haven't been to Vegas in five and a half years. The last time I was in Vegas was when, unfortunately, it was the the mass shooting. That was the last time I was in Vegas. And it's just, you know, I was like, I forgot how Vegas was. I'm not going to lie to you, Key, sometimes, like when you come in late, late night just grabbing a, a cup of cappuccino and sitting there and just watching people walk through the hotel lobby 
That was one of our favorite things to do. Max is looking at me like I'm crazy. You're damn right I'm crazy. Because the scenery and some of the outfits and some of the idiotic things I just you told you in the lobby are just not I just level. literally so told you, Jay, that it's not daytime in the summer. Yeah. Listen. If it was daytime in the summer, I would I would be like, oh, okay, cool. I see what you're wearing. It's night at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I grew up in New York, right? But from the age of about 25 on, I kind of grew up like, you know, there are lots of fights in Vegas. I was in and out of Vegas all the time for a good, you know, 15, 20 years. Spent a lot of time there. And I can co-sign everything you guys are saying. I'm just it's saying, a, man, it's, it's entertaining as hell. And I need, and I need yeah, a whole five-gallon probably every six hour. I probably every six hours I need five, maybe ten-gallon sanitizer. I you going to say water. No, six hours sanitizer for my hands because literally I couldn't. It's just, you know, I'm at an NFL event. The draft is big. You know, there's people every. Oh, God. No. Fist bumps, man. You can use the pandemic as an excuse now. Just not. Hey, you know. Wait, no. So last night on my way to dinner, I'm I'm with Dan Orlowski and all of us. And Dan has a friend here. And the guy literally picked his nose and then tried to shake my hand. I was like, I, dude, I can't. you just shook your hand. You just picked your nose. And everybody was like, Key, everybody was like, Key, you're rude. That's I said, no, why, I'm not. No, the dude just rude. picked He's his rude. damn nose. That's He's why rude. I don't shake hands because everyone picks their nose, but is everyone a compulsive hand washer? I, get, I am. I, is everyone else? I get no. You every it's day Dan Orlowski's fault. I get fault. you every day on a handshake. Every day. I've no, conditioned you. you. Yeah. We no longer fist bump. We you handshake every day. We never shook hands in our lives. We slap hands. We always slap hands. You don't even notice it now. We do it every do day before I? we leave. No. Yep, yeah. John, I got you. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, we are presented we by Progressive Insurance. What's the best dunk you've ever seen in the playoffs? Oh, wow. Give me one better than Jaws last night. I dare you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now. Key, J, you're only going to do to me what Chuck and Shaq did to Kenny Last night. I'm going to get this point out. Get it out. Even if it's controversial. Wait, it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> I'm going to get it out. They wouldn't let Kenny get his point out. Now, listen. Here it is. You're not in this conversation. Yes. Here it is. You have nothing to do with this, Max. I'm going to state the thesis point. This is when everyone's going to start interrupting. Thesis. Last night was a legacy game for Chris Paul. That's right. Don't take the bait yet. Ready? This is what I mean. Still waiting. Chris Paul... If he, like, no Devin Booker, but still a very good team, cannot lose the series to the Pelicans. Can't do it. And Brandon Ingram was starting to take over this series. Chris Paul heading into that game, it can't just be another excuse. Well, this guy got hurt. He gets knocked out in the first round with a team that was favored to win the whole thing. (laughs) That was huge. Now, I don't say that to set Chris Paul up to look bad. Yes, you do. 
He won the game. All I can do is laugh, Jay. He won. The point is, you have a question. Guys write their own scripts. CP3, 20 points, 11 boards, and they win. That's what I'm talking about. That's what if he gets bumped in the first round, and I know it's not a deciding game, but going down two three is bad. If he gets bumped in the first round, that's a disaster. Max, who's Stop. the best? Max who's the best Kellerman. player on the court? The best player on the court is Brandon Ingram. Who's the second best player on the court? Saying Chris Paul. Maybe C.J. McCollum. No, nah, Chris Paul's the best player on the court. CP3 is one of the greatest point guards to ever live. He's the best player in the but series. But people don't look at CP3 as carrying teams by himself as a prolific score not he's right a now prolific playmaker you know he's about to turn 37 years old i hear that on may 6th i right? hear that i 37 think that's years legit. old that's he's legit. a legit playmaker so look i his legacy would not be affected the dude is one of the greatest point guards you're saying because he's live. a little wait, wait let me get you just 100 he's, percent he's sure about to turn 37 years because old because he's older what he accomplishes, it adds to it. But what he doesn't accomplish can't be held against him because he's 37. Yeah, and I they told, lost a 30-point okay, score okay, I hear Devin that. Booker. But, Max, that's what I told you yesterday in our meeting. It, it doesn't – nothing changes yeah. for Chris Paul. If he wins the, the championship, the NBA title, great. And if he doesn't, the conversation will be, man, he was great. He just didn't win the NBA title. Well, no, that's no, different than what Jay is saying to me. No, it's the same thing. Because, but, but Jay is making the point, when you get to a certain age, especially if you're six feet tall in the NBA. Well, you're adding six feet tall in and all that. That doesn't matter. If you're it 37 and six it feet. Does it does not matter. matter. How's that because matter? Chris Paul is one of the greatest basketball players that we've ever seen. And so it doesn't matter if he was six feet, seven feet tall. It does not matter. If he wins an NBA title, that is just a cherry on top of his career. And if he doesn't, guess what? The one thing we will always say is, man, he was a hell of a player. Too bad he didn't win a championship. Yeah, but we are also in discussing the very greatest players of all time, Key. The fact that he didn't win a championship means that he's not – like, he should be in the conversation, certainly with Isaiah Thomas, right? But but Isaiah won back-to-back. He's in that conversation, and and he's in that conversation with Zeke regardless, though, Max. Yeah, but who are you taking when it comes down to it? I mean, I, I think I would always take Zeke, though. Right. Why? I, it's, I'm splitting hairs between the two, dog. I'm with you on that. But because Chris Paul, I'm being biased. Because Chris Paul chips. could be an NBA champ. But Chris Paul could be an NBA champion if he was with the Lakers instead of the Clippers. That deal would have went through. He probably would have a ring by now. As the, but, but still, you're splitting hairs as it relates to I'm taking one yes. player over CP3. I'm, I'm okay, splitting fine. hairs. All I'm saying to you is the guy's third all-time in assist. He is fourth all-time in steals. He's been Absolutely. to the playoffs 14 out of 17 I'm the biggest Chris years. Paul fan. I get it. Like, so I, it, it, he doesn't – his legacy doesn't retry. It doesn't it – does, it, it doesn't – if he it loses. No, but what – It doesn't affect his legacy It can only go all oh, part yeah. of the I'm legacy. Glad, I'm glad you said that, Jay, because you was not on the call yesterday when me and Max and, and everybody was talking about it. That's the exact same thing, Max, I said to you. It does not affect it. It only can go up from there. That's it. Okay. I, I buy it if, Jay, your argument is he's no longer at the peak of his powers because of his age. And so you can't expect. But I, his legacy is part of the whole story is the playoff collapses, is the fact that he wasn't able to get a team over the top. But is he the got fa- a team to the NBA Finals. And that legacy. He got them there? Or, or who was the best? He's not as the best player on the team. Well, that's what. But, but see, what? why do you keep. He's never going to be the <laughs> and then best he got player. Hurt. He's never going to be the best player. He might be the best leader. He might be the best I think playmaker. That's legit. 
right? But, like, that's why I said talent-wise, like, I'm looking at the game, and even though he had 22 points, says Brandon Ingram, talent-wise, is the best player, right? He could take over a game, right? C.J. McCollum is up there, too. CP3 can make big plays off P&Rs and stuff, but if you blitz him, and, Key, the only thing I would disagree with you on, like, I think size does matter here to a degree. Sure. Because being, like, as a smaller player, when you're 6'1", 6'2", it's harder to do those things. You're seeing John Morant do them now because he's young. But see, but, he, but when here's, older, here's why, here's why I say here's why I say that though, Jay, because CP3 has been doing this entire life. I hear you. So it does not matter with CP3. But you it judge him differently it. than the six foot six it, guy. It, yes, one thousand percent. It just doesn't matter because he's been doing it his entire well, Kiwa, life. Well, I only say that because like, like you, you've been doing it your entire life, Jay. Yeah. So the fact that you went two behind a dude that's seven six. Doesn't matter. Key, he's you giving him two. extra credit. You guys are saying what Jay is saying is he's getting yes. extra credit for being short. Because what I'm saying right? is Jose Alvarado. He is though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Jose Alvarado, can't. Jose Alvarado got an eight second call on him last night. So here's something that people, fans watching the game, you don't pick up on. I'm going to typical, call him avocado. <laughs> <laughs> avocado, not avocado. So West Coast, I love avocado. it. Avocado. <laughs> so in NBA games, even in playoff games, watch playoff basketball. Like, when you inbound the ball as a point guard, you take the ball, you turn around, you walk the ball up the court, there's nobody around you. Mm-hmm. So they're pressuring CP3 the full length of the court. They're making him work now more than ever before just to get the ball up the court, yet alone get you in the set, yet alone get into a pick and roll, yet alone what he brings to the table defensively, yet alone him turning 37. So it just adds to it. You're making a, a compelling case about uh, – Forget forget about Like, I, I, I'll t- I don't accept all the arguments, but – the, the 37-year-old really? argument is very good, and also the, the, the um, Houston argument is good because I believe, had he been healthy as the, as the emotional leader of the yes. team, they'd have won, right? Like, I think they, they would have chipped up right then because they would have beaten, beaten Golden State and beaten the Eastern Conference, right? It didn't happen that way. Bad Part luck, of the man. legacy is the injuries and stuff. Bad luck. Right, so he needs – he can't – like, when you add a, a chapter and his not, team got but, knocked but, out when Booker got knocked out. But bad luck has to do with legacy, say, though. It's it like, does. It yes. factors in. No, no, not with your greatness. No, it does not. Max. Not with your greatness, Max. It does not. If it's a consistent, You're not going to win this win, Max, no matter how fast you talk. If it's, a it's con- not going to happen. If it's a consistent <laughs> pattern throughout a 20-year, whatever, it's going to be 18 years. Because, because here's yeah, my, here, my Max. What's the best ability? Availability. But, Max, here's what I would say. If he won the championship... This is what would happen. Wow, man, Chris Paul came through. Man, despite, man, we thought he didn't get it because we thought he wasn't going to get it because he was injured all the time. Blah, 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 blah. He, then if he doesn't get it, guess what? Man, he was great. Wow, man, he just, them injuries caught up to him. That's just a conversation, dog. I, would, I think That's you guys are focusing is. on, you think I'm talking about all the downside. I'm also talking about the upside of what can happen this year. This affects the legacy. Losing in the first round is bad. Winning and getting by without Devin Booker is good. It's part of the story. All right. How did I talk fast I enough for you, you talk fast enough. See, is Tom Brady's go. career heading south? <laughs> hey, Keyshawn Johnson, let me tell you one another. All right. Is Tom Brady's career headed south? That's after Jay headed south. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're asking at 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. What's the best dunk you've ever seen in the playoffs? Was it last night? You can hit us up also at the Twitter feed, at Key, J, and Max. Baron Davis over AK-47. That's in there as well. Oof. Ooh, Western Conference Finals, 2007. Baron Davis could Man, you got a good gym. memory, boy, because, gosh, I, I, didn't, I mean, obviously, clearly, we've seen a lot of dunks in the playoffs. I'm like, I just don't. I, I don't. I can't point to one really. I'm like, I'm trying to find some, and I just can't point to any other than last night. That's it. Oh, I got a lot. Yeah, we're I, gonna uh, talk about. I got yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. The thing about it is also who I'm it's trying. on. Ja doesn't have it for who it's on. He might have it just for the way it looks, though. It's way up there if it's not number. Oh one. no 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 no! It's on Malik Beasley. It's on him. Yeah, don't let on, that go. That's on, not. It, that, but it's that, not on Patrick Ewing. You know? you're in the media world. I'm in the Hoopers world. We make it known who it's on. Yeah. Trust and believe that. Oh, I'm saying it's just okay. not on a, as Key would say, a footer. Okay, it's yeah, not yeah. on a seven foot Hall of Famer or something like that. No, we call that. No, a but it's still, huh. it's still on, on somebody. Gargo on that. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's not yeah, talk about I, it. We don't need I'm, to know I, all the I'm details. just giving you real you talk right now. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Hey, yo, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> all right, look, hey, uh, guys. Mark Emmert retired, and Paul Feinbaum <laughs> had some stuff to say about it on the Paul Feinbaum show. He was very kind, of course. Listen, there is an exhale right now in college athletics uh, about this that mark emmert is finally done he's not done soon enough according to most people in the bubble but he is done and it will set up a battle for who is either the caretaker of an organization that is now obsolete or can the people that run this organization find someone who actually exhibits leadership which is something that mark emmert never did so uh, there will be a mad dash to see who replaced emmert but there will be very few people they may be uttering platitudes tonight about what a great man he was and how well he served, but I can assure you, virtually nobody in intercollegiate athletics believes that. Good riddance to Mark Emmert. Mm-hmm. Wow. Keeping he it a buck. Him. Yeah, exactly. That's why I gave, I gave it a standing ovation before we even got into his words. Go ahead, Key. No, I was just saying, they cooked, he, Feinbaum cooked him. And I'm, I'm happy to see him go, too, though. I'm... I'm you know, it, it, it's about time. Now let's see who they put in place to kind of lead the NC2A forward, if, in fact, that is the case. Because with everything going on in college sports right now, you just never know what the Power Five conferences may decide to do down the line. I mean, they may just get together and decide to do their own thing. He, he certainly, in his tenure there, certainly didn't leave a good impression on anyone at all from what I can see. Whoever the NCAA brings on board to be the successor for Mark Emmert has to bring the NCAA into the 21st century, man. That's the like, issue. Bring for- them into 2022. Stop dragging behind on all this stuff with NIL. 
literally adjust to this age that we're in so it can become a profitable business, not only for the NCAA, but also for the players participating in it, garnering this billions of dollars each and every year. Here's the Come issue on, with Emirate. When, when, when Paul Feinbaum talks about leadership, this is the way I interpret that. You see it coming. You see the world changing. And what the NCAA tried to do with Emirate is let's hold on for as long as we can to keep, you know, milking this thing until we can't anymore. So let's postpone the inevitable. Here's another course of action you could take, which key to me is leadership. Let's get out in front of it. Let's get out in front of it. So, by the way, even if people don't like it, so we can control it, so we can have a say in it. Let's get out in front of it so we can help mold what the future is going to look like and stay in business, right? But they were so greedy. The short-term interest a lot of time trumps the long-term interest, right? And, and constantly, the short term, let's, you know, just keep, keep this thing going. It's almost like if you uh, own Blockbuster. But is it really, you know, and, but is and it you really see, Max, you is see, it really short term, though? Because they've been doing it, they were doing it for so long with him. Is yep. that, was that really short term? I, I get what you're saying, right? Because it's not so cut and dry. They really, really milked it. But now you, they may not have a function going for it. The, the analogy I was going to use, Key, was Blockbuster, right? Like a, you see direct-to-consumer coming, maybe pivot. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe not everyone's going to come to these stores to rent tapes anymore, right? Because, because the technology is just the world is changing. Get out in front. Key, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I hear what you're saying. You're like, yeah, but by delaying the inevitable, by postponing it, by keeping their grip iron around the athletes and stuff, they milked it for a lot. In the, yeah, in, and, yeah. yeah and, I think he, and I think he realized, too. I mean, obviously, he's going to step away by June 30th, 2023. So essentially, whatever, it's a year before he exits the building and they find somebody to replace him. But he milked it for so long that they got a nice reserve. So they won regardless at that point. Now, on the back end of it for the next, I don't know, 30 years or whatever it's going to be, let's see what happens like Jay say. Now you may have to really become partners with collegiate athletes. It's it's no more we're the we're the focus and you guys are on the side. You now are getting ready to become partners with collegiate athletes because of things like the NIL, because college coaches are realizing both in major basket college basketball and in football that we gotta play. If you look up right now, there's kids, Max and Jay, that are getting six, seven figure deals to go to certain universities, even though that some of that stuff might have been taking place Years ago, right now, it's out front in your eyes, and the NC2A is losing money because of that. Think Now look back real quick, Jay, and mm-hmm. think about how stupid the people sounded who defended the system where a kid would get in trouble for having cream cheese on a bagel. Literally, get <laughs> for having cream cheese on a bagel. Think of or how stupid the people sounded. Wait, though, an extra waffle. Because right. a guy got an extra waffle, the school gets in trouble. And they were like, the straight face trying like to Terrell peddle Pryor that nonsense. For selling his own jersey and getting money off of it. Like, you know, Key, it's funny. Like, a lot of those people I felt like 10 years ago, and, and Jay Billis and I doing college basketball, Jay's been on it longer than I have. But when I got on the college basketball, like, I started openly just attacking the NCAA because I thought it was BS, right? But people didn't know how the system really worked. 
right? There was no transparency to how things were processed. So if you're talking about the expansion of athlete rights, the continued push by nation's most powerful conferences for more governing autonomy, dramatic and sometimes mishandled scandals, the expulsion of athlete transfers, the, the transfer portal, like all of it is just an absolute mess that they need to figure out, but they need to do it in partnership with the athletes. Allow the athletes to have a voice so they can participate in how this new NCAA is built. Incentive shape. A joint partnership. Incentives JV. shape joint behavior major. and the incentives of profit for the NCAA and the, insti- and the related institutions were such that they actually, they, they were, the behavior was not only jerk behavior, like what they were doing to the, to the student athletes, but the defense was so laughably stupid that they would peddle publicly. It is hard to look back and, and try to swallow that now. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and it was hard at the time for people, you know, who didn't have their head in the clouds. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today under one roof. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. By the way, let's go get to a story that snuck up on us on the NFL, in the NFL, on this show. This frees him up to leave next year. So, it's like, <laughs> last year they did a commitment where he signed a one-year extension. This year, eh, not so fast, right? And then it, it coincides with all the drama about what was going, really going on. Why did he retire for 40 days and come back? Why does Bruce Arians retire in March, like, or April, whenever? <laughs> Pretty recent, right? Like, a weird time to do it. So, yeah, it just lines up with, like, okay, this is possibly a one-and-done deal, and, and he could go play in Miami or wherever else he wants to play next year. I mean, a couple. But, Max, did, did it really sneak up on, on us? Did it really sneak up? I mean, we've kind of been talking about that on this show for a minute now. Kim and I, we had our whole conspiracy theory. They were playing the music, dun-dun, behind us. Like, we kind of, we workshopped that, you and I together. Key was like, ah, I'm not having it. But you and I were kind of, we were on that germ spreader from the That's beginning. right, The Key. part of it that snuck up on us was that Brady signed a one-year deal or, or, you know, restructured his deal over the weekend and that opens him up to be a free agent at the end of the year. That's the part to me that kind of ah. snuck up on us. That's there were the, two things. That's were, the aha part. But of there this. were two ah. things that that we suspected to one degree or another yesterday, where people came on and and we were not expecting their responses. There's the Brady stuff. There's the Jay Wright stuff. Right, where at both times it's like, wait, what? And Jeremy Fowler, you snuck in the back door. Yeah, man, you really, <laughs> you really like. You know, we ask you a question. Wait, when you restructure, doesn't that usually? lengthen the deal uh no actually no so basically if you got like two years on a contract right you just take whatever the, like the salary is convert it to a signing bonus so you can prorate the salary cap mm. over two years instead of one that's all it is or three years instead of one right. so it's just it's accounting is all it is yeah. but tom but tom didn't do that with the nine million dollars they basically gave whatever the nine million dollars i don't remember what his exact number was but they gave him the nine million to uh, I mean, they freed up nine million because they gave him some money more up front right now, rather than spread it out over this season so they can get under the cap because they got to still sign rookies in everything. So yeah. I, that twenty, I think it was about twenty five million dollars that was due to him. They gave him more money up front, so now that's that salary cap number lessened, so they can sign the rookies, other free agents in June. All of those sorts of things. So he's essentially on a one-year deal, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, you get the money up front, right, like he said. Like, it gets guaranteed, essentially. So it's it's not a bad thing for the player. No, right, of course. Yeah, he, get, he gets the money in present value is all right. 
you know, instead of getting in one it, chunk. instead of getting it over X amount of months, he deal. gets it and he gets to invest it early. That's all. Yeah, I can only turn left, Jeremy. Blue steel. What is this? A you had handles. Ants? You what had handles. You go left or right. Yeah, I'm quoting Zoolander quotes. You don't get it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I want a germ spread just for one second, Jeremy. Yeah, I didn't get yeah. that either. Yeah, it was Zoolander quotes. I get That's, it now. Yeah, you I'm get slow. it now that I had to tell you it was Zoolander He's quotes. He's so hot anyway. right now. He's so hot. Hansel, so hot. That, that so one hot. I know. There you go. Okay. That one I remember. So Bruce Arians all of a sudden <clears> stepping. You tied it all together for me. You, you're just connecting the dots, saying what this looks like. You're not mm-hmm. saying it was because of this, Tom requested right. or not. I mean, Tom obviously sitting front row at the press conference, right. you know, supporting Bruce Arians, all yeah. this stuff. But you're, you're saying there's actually validity to a little bit of this narrative that is starting to prevail itself about how things are looking with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, that's, what you, that's what you're telling me. You're saying there's a chance. I'm saying Tom Brady's requesting a trade to the Miami Dolphins. No, no, no. Uh, so, are you reporting it? Yeah. Talk to me. Live on the Talk show. Talk to me. Well, there's, here, there's a difference between suspicions and proof, right? We don't have yes, proof. We don't have proof. That there's a major rift between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady and Tom Brady wanted to go to Miami. There are suspicions of some of those things. Such as? Um, mm, I would say the, the only thing that you really heard that was maybe even a concern is like Brady's a grinder. He's there working all the time. He's there with the coaches. And Bruce Arians was older, was going through like an Achilles injury last year that like had a, you know, had a surgery in the offseason, took him away a little bit. Like he wasn't maybe grinding in the, the office like Tom was, you mm-hmm. know, which isn't a huge deal. But like I, I think maybe uh, – you know, Tom was looking for somebody that he's, he's going to be, you know, in the foxhole with, so to speak. Um, that, that's really it. I didn't – I really think some of that is overblown as far as the relationship. Um, I just can't with you guys, man. I'm just, I'm just asking follow-up questions, Key. I, I understand you're doing your job, Jason, but at the end of the day, it's it, – I, I want to jump in bleach because you're reaching <laughs> – you're reaching and it's like – no, that's he didn't retire because Tom Brady came back and all. It's just like no, it didn't happen. All players that are great have some sort of misunderstanding at times with their head coaches. It just it, that's what it is. But it doesn't mean that you go, I come. That's not what it means. And and when I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay. Tom Brady could have gone to the Dolphins, whatever the case is, and been part owner or whatever. But guess what? He wouldn't have been able to play or he wouldn't have been able to be an owner because it's salary cap violations. You cannot be an owner and play football because it violates the salary but cap. You can't have a handshake, Max. You can. Yeah. You can't have a handshake. Yeah, and if they that's find not, out. That's never happened they, before, But Keith. think about well, people it. People wonder and that if in they find out. Exactly. Playing for below uh, average money, a quarterback. But if they find out. How are you going to find too. out a handshake existed? We're still trying to find out whether who was on the boat or not. Well, you know the come on, man. Apparently, we know who was on the boat. Well, now we do. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, Key. Let, let me ask you something, Key. You hear all the same. Everyone's hearing the same stuff. You mean to tell me that there was that that you don't believe that Tom Brady or suspect that Tom Brady had a pretty good idea? Maybe he wanted to. It's possible he wanted to play for the Dolphins and. Maybe Sean Payton would meet him there and, and all those kind of things. You, you don't buy that at all? No, it's not that I don't buy it, Max. It's a complicated situation. Again, the, to say that Brady is going to get ownership, he cannot be a player and own a piece of the team. It just doesn't work yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, and then if you say, well, he can do it 10 years from now, 
okay, man, whatever. I'll give you part of the team 10 years from now if you come play with me. If it, uh, Who's to say Stephen Ross is going to own the team 10 years from now? Well, he's going to sign documents. Okay, billionaire guys like that are not taking chances on documents being signed and put in a safe. Jeremy, what about that? Like, he is bringing up good points. It is... Uh, it would seem to be complex. In your experience, can these things be worked out without the kind of documentation that would get everyone in trouble? Can those kind of deals be worked out? Have you experienced stuff like that? Man, I have no idea. I'm coming in hot here. Look, it's plausible that he wanted to go to the Dolphins, but two things can be true. That doesn't mean he had to have a rift with his head coach in Tampa. He could have wanted a change and been relatively happy with his Tampa Bay experience at the same time. Two things can be true. Sure. Um, as, far as, the, as far as the ownership piece, uh, you know, that's, that has been speculated about with New England all the time that he was there because he was taking low money, right? Now, it was believed it's because Bill Belichick wanted to build a team and they were convinced that, um, you know, the quarterback, you can't, you can't overpay yeah. him. I shouldn't ask but, you to adjudicate uh, key in my uh, conversation. So, <laughs> my, yeah. my fault, Jeremy. It's, it's a, I, I would be surprised if you could do that, yeah. be an owner-player in, in the NFL. Like, it's been done, I think, with, past, with other sports in the past, but I just, it doesn't seem to be like a, there's a clear-cut formula for that. Let's play hot news or not news. Let's keep it in the realm of things that we either know or we don't <laughs> okay. know. Facts. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL writer. Stephen Jones says the Cowboys don't have any musts going into the draft. Hot news or not news? Uh, you know what is hot news is Tom Brady being the owner slash player of the Miami Dolphins, right? That's the big news. Uh, I thought we were getting you back to reality. <laughs> That's hot news. That would be a hot news. How would they do uh, that, Jeremy? No, go ahead. Yeah. You know why it's hot news? Because it's the Dallas Cowboys, and everything with the Dallas Cowboys is hot news. You guys do ESPN programming. We talk about the Cowboys, and there's nothing to talk about. It's hot because they've kind of had, like, a boring offseason, and uh, – they got some musts. I mean, I wouldn't say their needs are are uh, more extensive than teams in the top 15, you know, but they haven't had a great offseason. They, they went all in and re-signing Randy Gregory. It didn't work out. He went to Denver. There's a contract dispute. They got a big need, like pass rusher. I, their draft is not news because I think their draft is going to be boring. They're going to go line. They're going to go pass rusher. They're going to try to help Dan Quinn keep that momentum going on defense. So it's not news in that regard. It's hot news because the Cowboys got to get right here a little bit. Yeah, it's not news to me because it's the Dallas Cowboys. And when you look at it, they had luxury players. The Randy Gregory's of the world, the Leo Collins's of the world, the Amari Cooper's of the world were luxury players for them because at those positions, they felt that they were deep. Although they tried to sign Randy Gregory at the end of the day, they felt like if they go into the draft with a deep defensive end draft, that they could find somebody and replace Randy Gregory. All right, let's get one more real quick. They don't tend to miss in the draft either, the Cowboys. Yep. Panthers GM Scott Fitter tells Sam Darnold they may draft a quarterback. Is that hot news or not news, Jeremy? What? That's not news because we've known that for four months. I mean, they've been trying to replace Sam Darnold. They've been scouring the earth for quarterback help. Uh, so they, it would be hot news that they don't take a quarterback somewhere in the draft. The problem is they only have the six pick, no day two picks. So, and they really want to tackle. And, and they like some of these top three tackles, like the NC State kid. Uh, so they're trying to maneuver that. In a perfect world, they could trade back, still get a day two pick, and then take a quarterback somewhere in the teens. Mm. It's, it's hot news if they take a quarterback at six. If yeah. It's not news if they take a quarterback later in the draft. That's right, yeah. Well, go, go get Baker Mayfield once they, he gets cut, right? Like, I mean, there are ways to do this. Thank ba- you, Baker Jeremy Mayfield, Fowler. Debo Samuel package, which you love. The, uh, or, or Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, Debo. That's right. Jimmy, G- the Debo, best yep. dunk in playoff history. That's next. ESPN Radio and ESPN2. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.